Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. I've been talking about Leon Tailoring for years, ever since I came to Indianapolis almost 20 years ago. You know why I talk about them? Because Leon Tailoring does a really good job of getting you quality clothes, whether it's something tailor-made, something ready-made, something custom-made. they got a career services division uh, for the young people in life who are looking for that first job. No matter what it is you're looking for, when it comes to clothing over at Leon Tailoring, they will look out for you and they will take care of you. So when you swing on by at 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis, tell them Abdul sent you and say hi to Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy and pick yourself something up or better yet something for your loved one they'll appreciate it leon tailoring 809 north delaware downtown indianapolis so overall uh, your thoughts on the revenue forecast what does it mean for budget spending the whole nine yards uh, you go first oh. well i think uh, uh what the forecast is telling us is that uh one well first let me say i want to thank the uh, technical committee for all their work uh you would think by now after the last couple of years it would get a little easier but uh still uh dealing with the uh, effects of the pandemic and they've had a a, a tough time uh, doing their work but a, a great job uh, i think what the uh, revenue forecast is telling us is that we are sort of establishing sort of a new plateau um, what you've seen is that uh, the forecasted revenues for fiscal year 23 is uh, you know, below collections for fiscal year 22, but still higher than the previous forecast. And so I think we're establishing a new range. And then the forecast for 24 and 25, if you look at the percentage revenue growth, we're really getting back to what we have seen historically, you know, a, a two and a half to three percent growth rate. Um, I think, uh, uh, you know, for for our perspective, the executive branch, uh, you know, the governor, the first week of January is going to present a, a balanced budget. Uh, his priorities are uh, uh, education, workforce and economic development and, you know, the Public Health Commission, obviously. So I think this gives us the opportunity to uh, to, to consider all of those uh, 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 policy items and funding all of those and, and looking forward to it. Well, I think you see growth. The economy is still growing, but I think you're also seeing the rate of growth has slowed. Um, if you see the $600 million a year in 24 and 25 to an in additional revenue, you have to remember that in the three days of budget hearings, just the agencies alone have asked for over $700 million which is more than the $600 million increase. And we haven't even discussed member uh, requests, K-12 tuition support, or higher ed. So I think we need to be very cautious as we move forward. We'll work with what we have with the numbers here. And obviously, we get another shot at it in April when we get an updated forecast. So we'll start working off of these numbers. Well, we've seen, no doubt, a, a large increase in revenue. That's been due to inflation. And as we think inflation will come down, uh, the revenue growth rate will decrease, but we'll still have those ample uh, amounts of dollars needed to uh, look at our priorities. Of course, education, uh, healthcare, and some of the other things that Hoosiers need. And so, you know, it's, a, it's optimistic, but also cautious at this point. So there's a lot of requests out there. You pointed out the state agencies, but we have the Public Health Commission report, new ready grants, um, uh, potentially state employee uh, salary increases so we can retain and, and attract workers to, to that sector, um, as well as all the state agencies. You're going to have to start saying no to a lot of people here pretty soon? Correct. So when I brought up that $700 million number, that would include a lot of those. So, so just from what the agencies brought up in the hearings for three days, we're over $700 million. And like I said, that doesn't include K-12 tuition support increase. It doesn't include higher ed increase. It doesn't include members that come and ask for things. Medicaid. Or 
Medicaid, correct, Medicaid, and um, even the organizations, all the nonprofits that come and ask us for, for money for various projects. That doesn't include any of that. Is that going to make it harder to cut taxes if you're looking at more requests than you're going to have new revenue for? Well, I mean, when you cut taxes, you reduce revenue. So um, if you, it depends on what you want to spend. So if you want to spend all that, you got to find your revenue. If you want to cut the revenue, then you have to cut the spending. So I guess we just have to put our priorities out there to see where we're going to be and balance it out. I think related to your, your question, as far as potential future cuts, you remember in the, the last session, there is a step down in the individual income tax rate. I think it related to the revenue forecast, yeah, the, the risk there is the timing. So we talked about things softening a little bit. I, I think the, the forecast showed uh, a softening economy in, in 23, but a pretty strong, a reasonable bounce back after that. If that's moved out into 24 and 25, it does, we don't bounce back from a soft uh, uh, recession, um, then that's going to impact uh, the the individual income tax rate cuts um, because that's really triggered off of the revenue growth. And now right now, if it comes to pass at the 3% a year, then we'd be able to consider those uh, individual income tax rates. So the Mr. Uh, how much, how big is Indiana's actual surplus? Because obviously we hear about money, but also states got lots of responsibilities. Pension, education. So, how big is a surplus? Well, I'm careful how I answer that because it is $4 billion. However, there's three buckets we don't touch, and that's the Medicaid reserve, the tuition reserve, and the rainy day fund. So, when you look at the surplus, uh, structural surplus there, it's $1.7 billion. So, when from a budgeting standpoint, so when they say $4 billion, that is correct. But from a budgeting standpoint, we have to look at that $1.7 as that's all we have to work with because you don't want to touch the other buckets. And of that 1.7, remember this summer we passed a bill that puts another billion into the pre-96 fund. So from my perspective, that fund is now down to 700 million in reserves. Uh, the 367 or so million more uh, in the current fiscal year at the end of it um, than, than originally projected, is that money you're going to want to spend so that it don't trigger any sort of moving it around to other accounts? Spending, you know, having a saving. <laughs> Do you want to? Do you want to just put that into account? Know, we'll, we'll all have to discuss what the priorities are again. I mean, the house sometimes has different priorities from us in the in the administration, so we'll have to work together and see where we're going to put that money. Representative Thompson, do you have any thoughts for what you'd like to do with that money in the the current fiscal year? I mean, not right now. I think the key thing is to be sure we keep Indiana in a strong fiscal state, and we are. And be sure and make wise choices and look at any ongoing spending, of course, is always a concern because that builds that base for the next budget. You always must think, of course, two years out. Any worry about the mild recession that was talked about impacting the state's budget? Oh, I always worry about that. I think last year at this point, I mentioned something about 18 months out. I said we talk about 12, and I think I used the term 18 months. We, we need to look at a, at a possible recession. Yeah, we always worry about that. Um, because one thing I would bring up is, I don't know if you heard me talk at some of these, but we, we start out a billion in the hole. I mean, you've heard me talk about the capital projects and the overruns. And because of overruns, we're a billion short to build those projects. So I tell people we're a billion, we're negative one billion to start the budget. So, of course, a recession would even lower those revenue streams. So, yes, of course, it's a concern. Was it wise, uh, with all these this going on, worries of a downturn, to have done the income tax cut, to do all the re tax rebates that, that you've done? Uh, is that kind of boxed you into position now? Well, the income tax cut, don't forget, there's some triggers in there. So I think we thought ahead on the tax cut that if we do have an uh, economy that slows down, then they, they freeze. 
So they only, they only keep going down if the economy grows. Um, and then we put that portion in there that had to pay, down, pay off the uh, pre-96. Um, I'd plug for that 360 money by <laughs> the pre-96 debt. But uh, uh, so we did put mechanisms in there for an uh, uh, economy that would slow down. But you've given away so much of, with the rebates and beyond the um, really tax challenge. You could ask these guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the taxpayer's money. But does that how, how much does that complicate doing all these paying for capital projects and um, I'm not concerned about it. it. In the end, no matter what happens up on this floor, the executive branch ends up having to manage to whatever revenues come in. Have you guys have seen um, the forecast? What are your thoughts on the Public Health Commission or the Governor's Health Commission's uh, request for money? Is that something that you'll be able to reach the full amount they're requesting in even year two? When I met with them, I told them, first of all, I didn't think we'd have the full $240 million to spend. Um, and, and quite frankly, I didn't think that the State Department of Health had the ability to spend $240 million in one year. So when I met with Senator Kinley and Dr. Box, I told them that. So I think you'll see us do something. Uh, I don't think you'll see the full $240 million in year one. I, I think they lowered their ask to 120 if I recall, and it goes up to 230 I think, in year two. So we'll have to discuss that because that's ongoing. So that's not a one-time deal. That's ongoing. So we have to really take a hard look at that. What about in year two? Does that seem at all realistic, like it might happen? It'll be tight in year two. Right, thanks, guys. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.